Hey guys, I'm Sterling Knight from Starstruck, and you're watching Disney Channel. Much better. Hello. Welcome back to Disney Channel Original Groupies. I'm Jackie. Uh, I'm Rebecca, and um, today we're going to take you to La La Land and back. <laughs> right. Right. I will get into this, but like, I hate how much I enjoyed this film. <laughs> and I feel like I when I when I suggested that we do it, I was like, I know already that I like this because I've seen it twice on my own time. And I know that Rebecca's going to hate it. And I'm really excited for this. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny, because it came out in, like, 2010. Uh, I remember, like, seeing it, seeing, like, I got a clip of it on a TV, like, when it was airing, like, in a hotel room on a family trip, but I definitely didn't see the whole thing, so it was exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, should we talk about some Disney news from this week? Yeah, you brought something (laughs) horrific to my attention. (laughs) Okay, so we were just talking about Orlando Brown, uh, key supporting character of Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, and obviously, like, main character in That's So Raven. Um, Orlando Brown, like, hasn't had the best of times. No, you might say he's had the worst of times. (laughs) You might, you might say that. Um, he, uh, he became a rapper. Um, he has had a lot of drug charges and, uh, last year he was caught by bounty hunters. <laughs> so like, you know, you're not at a good point in your life if you're literally caught by bounty hunters. Um, but then <laughs> today it came out, he posted this weird ass video and people noticed in the video he has a large tattoo on his mm, decolletage (laughs) shall you say of raven um yeah so he has this horrific taddy you actually sent this to me and i just saw the headline and i didn't see the picture because i like needed to save something like nice for myself in my life so i'm gonna click it open now and you're gonna like hear my reaction real time okay orlando brown shows off giant chest tattoo of raven simone's face um i love that accent on her name i always forget Ah! (laughs) (laughs) is that who are you sure that's who it's supposed to be um well no (laughs) but it's not a great picture it's not a (laughs) great likeness of her if it is meant to be her the the portrait is not well done in any way (laughs) um (laughs) it's very messy it's in fact what you might see on like a buzzfeed article of like tattoo artists that messed the fuck up (laughs) it's really bad but People are assuming it's of Raven, and if Complex says it's of Raven, then I'm just gonna trust that they did their fact checking and they like called his rep and was like, "Is this of Raven?" Um, but they've like had a lot of 
stuff going on, like Raven and Orlando Brown. And just like the Raven Orlando Brown drama is my favorite drama right now. Like he just like always posts weird Instagram videos about how she's not picking up his phone. Um, and then you know how they have Raven's house now, like her and the girl yeah. who plays Chelsea, like now star in Raven or Raven's home. And um, he was not asked to return. Shocker. And he said, quote, she's running from the D. I have, I've had far too much. I've had far too much of this. That's far too much. (laughs) I'm just like, any Orlando Brown news, I want to just keep like staying on top of it because I just think it's really important. Yeah, um, watch this space because, yeah, the news, you know, we're not going to be, on on Disney Channel Original Groovies, we're not going to be holding your hand. We're not going to be sugarcoating it. And sometimes DCOM news is gritty and upsetting. the grittiest of the gritty. This is Orlando Brown gritty. Just picture him back in a time in New Zealand filming Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. I wonder what that was like. Anyway. (laughs) So this week, though. (laughs) This week, we, as we mentioned, are doing 2010 hit Starstruck, starring my boy, Sterling Knight. Now, if you didn't know that there is a real person out there named Sterling Knight... I don't know what you've been doing with your life because there is a real person out there named Sterling Knight and he is the star of this film. And thank God. Uh, any Demi fans out there will know him um, as the the douchey guy uh, in her show Sunny with a Chance. Uh, Chad Dylan Cooper. Great character. He plays basically the same character exactly in this movie. Um, so that was really good to like show off his diversity, like in roles. Um, he was also in 17 again. He played like Zac Efron's like brother slash son, Alex. I thought that was a great role for Sterling Knight. I'm obsessed with Sterling Knight. He is the weirdest looking person ever. He looks super weird. He looks like a a plastic boy. Like he looks... (laughs) Like, he's made out of plastic. It's really bizarre. He looks kind of like Macaulay Culkin, in my opinion. I see it. He um, looks like... (laughs) They don't really play the same character at all, but I follow a guy on Twitter whose whole thing is he will, like, lip-sync flawlessly to, like, an interview with Barbara Streisand. Like, not even a Barbara Streisand song, (laughs) but just, like, clips of her, like, talking in a way. Wait, Sterling Knight will do this? No, he absolutely will not. But he <laughs> looks like this guy who okay, sits in so front confused. of his camera on Twitter and has, like, one follower who is me who, like, does this one shtick. I need a hand um, for this man. So um, that's the vibe there. And Danielle Campbell. Danielle Campbell is born in 1995, which means that Danielle Campbell, actress of the century... That's a joke because it was literally the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Was literally like maximum 14 years old when this was filmed. 13 most likely. And I was like, how are you such a normal, cool looking 13 year old girl? 
I yeah. don't understand. Like, she plays someone older than her. She's, like, driving. Yeah. And, like, for contrast, Stubby was, like, 21. <laughs> Stubby so. also of uh, Demi Lovato's Sonny with a Chance fame. Oh, is that where he's from? Because is- I'm obsessed with him on You're the Worst. He is so cute and so funny, like, in current day and age. Like, Stubby has grown into a fine young man. Yeah, see, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm glad they just got the entire cast of Sunny with a Chance. Throwback to Sunny with a Chance, which is the worst named Disney TV show I could have possibly come up with. Like, it's just not a good name, and it always really bothered me, but they tried. And it's um a massive stretch. And how it was just like kind of suspicious that it was released like kind of around the time of Sunny with a Chance of Meatballs. And I was That's like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, all these weather themed kind of like goofy <laughs> well, spins on the weather because kids love weather forecasts. <laughs> They love them. Okay, um, one more thing. I'm on the IMDb page right now with the list of all the actors, and Libby Lamb, who's like the gossip reporter on TV, is played mm-hmm. by someone named T- Tony Trucks. <laughs> That's like Tony Topaz. That It's very Tony Topaz. It's also T-O-N-I, so it's a similar sort of... Which, when Riverdale revealed that her name was Antoinette, I could not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I loved that. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so we have a lot of Sunny with a Chance actors. And then throwback to, I didn't even watch this because it was like, A, it was like getting old at this point. But B, it was just so dumb that when they did a Sunny with a Chance spinoff not starring Demi Lovato called So Random, which is just a show based off of the show within the last show. Um, and it was like SNL for kids, but it was like the Amanda show did that already. And you could never, <laughs> you could never anyway. do not step to the Amanda show's legacy. Oh my God. Wait, want to hear the funniest thing? Speaking of the Amanda show, what? this I found I, via targeted Instagram ad this week. I found out that in the Toronto production of Greece, which is coming to town like next month. Thrilling. There are, are like, guest appearances for the person who plays Teen Angel, which is really just the person who sings um, Beauty School Dropout. Beauty School Dropout. Um, And for one week, that role is being played by none other than Drake Bell. (laughs) Oh, you have to go. Okay, so at first I was like, oh my god, I have to go. And then after, like, five seconds of thought, I remembered that he isn't doing that well like mm. i remember really specifically like when caitlin jenner um like announced that she was transitioning drake bell tweeted something along the lines of like your mama named you bruce so i'ma call you bruce and i was like ooh, oh drake wasn't he on celebrity diving <laughs> I don't know, but I looked up his career, and his music career really took off in Mexico, but nowhere else. 
So I think he's like a really big star in Mexico and he is going to be playing singing Beauty School Dropout in Toronto's production of Grease next month. Maybe I'll go. Um, Taylor Hicks was the teen angel when I saw it last time it was in Toronto, like a full decade ago. Thinking about Taylor Hicks still makes me like exceptionally mad and exceptionally glad, but like more exceptionally mad just because like that was when Idol started to to decline in my eyes yeah. like was when Taylor Hicks won, but I digress. Anyway. Let's digress right into this movie, which um, is actually filmed in California. So another trend of the new ones where they like actually film on location. Right. This is also a trend of the newish decoms in that like after the high school musical days, they all of a sudden had this formula for a few years where every single decom needed to have a soundtrack. Just yes. Because they decided that they needed more money. So like... This is, like, the musical era of DCOMs where, like, everything was a musical. And it's really, it's kind of, like, belabored how they work in all of the musical numbers, like, into this movie. Like, it's very, well, we'll get to the one point where he finally shows up to that party that the parents are throwing. And they're like, oh, we were waiting for you to sing us a song. Yeah, Yeah, it's, like, it's not a musical, but the soundtrack is strategically planted and performed throughout this amazing film. Yeah. So um, we start with him playing to a giant screaming crowd at the Staples Center. <laughs> yeah. So he's written, he's he's performing a song um, written by Disney, which is a type of song that is only existing in the Disney universe, which is a song about being famous. Yeah. And we see that a lot, like, Or, like, back to the Hannah Montana days, like, my double life, like, you'll never know, I'm so famous. And that genre does not exist in real life whatsoever, except off the top of my head for Nickelback's Rockstar. I can't think of (laughs) another song that is like that. That's a really good point. Um, Something's caught in my head, like, in my head, there's there's a line about being famous in a pop song. Besides, oh, oh, party, party in the USA, just every, but it's everybody seems so famous. So that's like, (laughs) and it's still Miley, fuck. Yes, still Miley. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not counting like the entire rap genre in this, in this thing because like, good point. That seems totally different where these are like pop songs about being super famous and how it's like hard, but it's great. It's weird that I feel like DCOMs, you know, in the 90s when they were very like, low-key um and not as flashy low-key is a very good word for yeah horse sense is a little low-key let's say but i think they're trying to deal with like emotions and feelings and experiences that like kids have (laughs) (laughs) and now like they're obsessed with that thing of like it's a fantasy yeah which i think is really like sophisticated and effective the thing of like um getting to play out that fantasy, but also make it, like, being like, oh, but it wouldn't really be all that, would it? You get to, like, have it both ways. You get yes. to test both worlds. Yes. Oh, amazing. So, so we're watching pretty Sterling pretty Knight um, perform his song about being famous to the Staples Center. Then it pans out to Jessica and her sister 
watching him on TV and her sister is obsessed with him. And she's like, oh, my God, I love him. What's his name again? Um, um, uh, Christian. Now I'm just thinking Sterling Knight. Christian Grey. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sterling Knight just sounds like an erotica, like author's name. Wow, I really forget what his celebrity name is because, um, because he's Sterling Knight. Because he's Sterling Knight, and like I just can't think of anything. Oh, Christopher Wild, call- Christopher Wild. Right, Sorry. I kept calling him in my notes, chasing Cameron. <laughs> anyway, and anyway, her sister loves Christopher Wild, and Jessica, the main lady, is so dramatic and a, just like a rude person in general and she keeps being like, so rude why do you care you're such a shallow person i couldn't even care for one second about this guy it's like let her have this thing okay it brings her joy this is she's the in the fan instance, club this is the first instance where we see that my my whole like um my whole thesis for this entire movie is just like jessica is a mean and bad person <laughs> I love how we're saying this about lit- a literal 13-year-old, but she is. <laughs> she's kind of sour. That being said, the sister is also, like, annoying as fuck. Like, this could have sure. been done in a better way. The sister is like if someone tried to, like, clone Christy Carlson Romano and, like, fucked up. Like, a fly <laughs> flew into the machine and it, like, yeah, is exactly. a lesser clone. Exactly. So they are going on a family vacation to L.A. They're from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and that was the best part of this movie um meanwhile we're back at christopher wilde he uh, has a girlfriend who is chelsea staub who is uh, our girl from minutemen the cute one and she's also on jonas and might i add the brats movie amazing performance oh wow so she like had her day yeah but she always plays ago. she always plays a very nice cute girl like she's never played the mean blonde girl despite the fact that she's blonde and in disney world you to be blonde means you're mean so right uh, this is her first time fulfilling that role. So today she's a mean girlfriend of Christopher Wilde, who's rude and shallow. Yep. Uh, they like to go clubbing. Uh, he likes hanging out with his best friend. To friends, the club Stubby. under 21. <laughs> I know. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> um, the neon sign is prominently featured. Uh, at least that makes sense. Usually they don't even explain in these things like why teens are out at a nightclub. So right. it checks out at least. Uh, yes, yeah, so they lead these shallow lives and um, the paparazzi... You can tell that he doesn't really like her. Right. He, his heart isn't in it. And then the paparazzi all swarm outside of the club and I like stuff. He goes, you didn't blog again, did you? Like he blogged about it and like the whole no, paparazzi... she blogged about it. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. They were mad that she, she blogged about being there. Also, another thing I would like to point out is Stubby, his best friend, his real name. He introduces himself as Albert J. Stubbins. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is that not the exact same name? You're smiling because you know what I'm going to say as Seaweed J. Stubbs. You didn't even try. It was half a step. It was half a step. They did not even try. To make the best friend who I need to point out for how lazy they are, the best friend in this movie is black. 
They name him Albert J. Stubbins. After Seaweed J. Stubbs. Whose best friend was Link Larkin, who was Zac Efron, who was the Sterling Knight equivalent. I can't. It's just... Anyway, so... Disney, pay us. We will give you fresh material. It'll be new. We won't recycle it. Right. So Christopher Wilde gets approached for a movie role. His parents are his managers. They're very businessy. They really want him to do it. But in order to get this movie role, the director, I guess, is like, you're always in the tabloids. You need to stay at home. You're such a bad boy. Who's your girlfriend? He's like the most clean cut kid ever. And the manager's like, you look like the spoiled punk, blah, blah, blah. His house has a full wall that's just a giant picture of him in a fedora. (laughs) That was definitely my favorite part of the movie. Yes. Um, So meanwhile, at the LAX airport, uh, the two sisters are fighting uh, because all Jessica wants to do is visit Christopher Christopher Wilde. And Jessica is sitting on luggage doing homework and her sister goes you're such a dork you brought homework and i was like she doesn't necessarily have a choice there she just has to do homework sometimes yeah well she tried to deflect it she was like it's like as if it wasn't necessarily homework she's like reading you should try it sometime but it was like very clearly a textbook so yeah girls got work uh but they go to grandma's house and grandma is so fun and cool grandma i want this grandma as my grandma she's the hippest grandma there ever was she's just super fun she lets them borrow the car it's this like really fun like berry colored old car that runs like new her adoring husband like souped it up i think it's her boyfriend and like She's, like, dating a new man ever since her husband died. Oh, right, because the mom's like, oh, okay, spicy. Like, Yeah, I'm very invested in this grandma's love life, actually, because she was, like, finally getting it. Um, so uh, Jessica's sister, forget her name, is trying – is basically, like, kind of lies to get out of the house, forces Jessica to go with her to stalk Christopher J. Wilde. She knows that um, – mean girlfriend's birthday party is going to be at the club 21 under 21 and somehow just like manages to hug stubby like just like bombard him and is like hey we're going in the club and just like gets in the club no security no posse like none of that she just gets right in also like stubby performs and also like the best friend of a famous person is also a famous person like yeah. It's weird that she doesn't seem to give a shit about, like, Stubby throughout this whole thing, even though, like, he would definitely be a who. Like, he'd be a notable who in this world. 100%. Um, meanwhile, at the birthday party of the mean girlfriend, Sterling Knight performs another song about fame. I hated this song. This was my least favorite of all the songs. I believe it's called in my shades (laughs) Mm mm-hmm you'd be right and everyone is clapping exactly on the two and four like robots throughout the whole thing and he looks so dorky in his shades it just like is not my favorite number it's just like about being famous called in my shades what bothered me about this song and like don't get me wrong i get down to the disney soundtracks this one i couldn't because um, I'm at, well, let, let's put in like a little clip here of In My Shades. Mm-hmm. 
So the reason that I didn't like that is because just like the first song in Teen Beach Movie, they were really trying to hit on that specific zeitgeist where dubstep was a thing for literally a hot sec. And they were like, well, this is what the kids like. This is pop. But it's not a pop song. It's just like random rambles with dubstep integrated into it. And they did a poor job. Uh, When we talk about the Disney Channel original movie series, The Descendants, we are going to run into a lot of this exact problem. I've never seen The Descendants, and I'm really excited to, actually. I watched the first one, and my house got, like, this is when I was, like, living at home last year, and my house got, like, a letter from Rogers being, like, there was some illegal torrenting activity. (laughs) Disney Channel, The Descendants. And my parents were, like... Who did this? Like, obviously, it's you. And I was like, why would you think it's me? (laughs) I love how, like, on their legal game, Disney is, except apparently not because this podcast is still up and running. Disney, we love you so much. And please never tear us down. Thank you. Um, (laughs) anyway, so Jessica gets really annoyed of waiting for her sister outside the club in their grandma's car. So she decides to like leave and she gets up and Christopher Wilde exits like out of back exit of the club so that he doesn't get seen and followed by paparazzi because he needs to get this movie deal. Classic thing where he opens the door, hits her, she gets hit in the head and falls down. Um, he is like, oh, crap. He takes her, brings her into his car, takes her to the hospital, and throughout, to support my thesis, Jessica is a rude and mean person, she literally is just being so rude. Like, I don't even like you. I know who you are. You're Christopher Wilde. You think you're so great because you're famous? Well, I'm here in pain. So you better stop and listen to what I have to say. Like, she's just mean. And it's like, he, the guy literally took you in his car to a hospital feels really bad i will say i'd be more polite about it than this young lady but if i got hit in the head by christopher wilde i would be like we are settling this out of court i would like forty thousand dollars please or i'm going to all of the media (laughs) yeah i just think like considering the nice guy he's being to her at the time and he's being so nice and i hate kind of that this like he's nothing but chill and accommodating throughout the whole thing and she's nothing but like such a whiny bitch and i hate again this disney thing of like oh like if a girl is strong-headed it means she sucks and like guys are just like nice chill boy like i just hate that anyway like her and yeah i don't know um and at the hospital the doctor treating her who says that she's fine is like his brother-in-law is that yes That was a weird note. And they take his car. Yes. And like, if you were Christopher Walken or whatever's brother-in-law, wouldn't you like not have such a shitty car? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I just had to clear (laughs) those things up. Um, okay. So meanwhile, his parents call him house party. Their house is full of people and they're like why aren't you here we're having a house party like never like told him that that was going to happen he's like oh crap he brings her to his house locks her in his room and is like stay 
um, and don't move, then insert another song about being famous that he performs at the house party. Um, And he takes her home to her grandma's house at the end of the night. But the pops, pops stands for paparazzi. Paps. The pops. The pa- I feel like saying paps is like pap smears, like multiple pap smears. First thing I think of is, is a smear. So I, I think the pops. <laughs> like a good old smear. Mm. Um, anyway. <laughs> so he needs to be harbored in her, in Casa de Garage de la Grandma or whatever she keeps calling it. And he's like, I'll pay you $10,000 to hide out in your garage for one night. And she's like, ugh, fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then she gives him her grandpa's, her her late grandpa's fishing hat, and they have mm-hmm. this, like, first moment together where she's like, no, you look really good in the hat. She's like, I guess for you, because you're really ugly and you're a horrible person. Um, um, yeah. Meanwhile, the sister is, like, complaining about her time um, the night before and how she didn't even get to meet christopher wilde and he's like yeah like blah blah blah." like and again it's like wouldn't you be excited that you like literally like spent time with the best the best friend of your idol and you also saw him like it was a smallish club yeah you still got to see this cool concert yeah but she's not that happy about it um and then it's time for them to go to the beach yes so they go to malibu because jessica's sister has decided that that's where Christopher Wilde is most likely to be. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Tan and plugs in her little iPod mini. Where she listens to In My Shades. And she listens to In My Shades, thank God. And um, then Jessica just casually spots a dude sitting alone on the beach wearing her grandpa's fishing hat and goes up to him and is like, sup. They decide so chilling to explore. In... Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, yeah, she knows that she could sneak the keys um, out of her sister's bag and she won't notice to the car because she's in her shades and she's in her feelings and in her headphones. He drops that his his own car's name is Cher, which is really cute. Yeah. Uh, I liked that detail a lot. And yeah, and they go on a getaway. Considering that he has like six other cars, because we see that in his driveway, I'd be really curious to know what his other cars are named. I'm sure it's all like it's Cher, it's Aretha, it's Diana, it's Donna <laughs> Summer. <laughs> it's, You're sure. I'm sure of it. Um, And so they're driving and they're still bickering and bantering. And at one point she's like... um. I don't care about you or your city, which, and, and, and I was like, in my notes, I was like, whoa, harsh. And he was also like, that's harsh. Don't take it out on Los Angeles. I'll prove to you it's nice through a montage. I love a good montage. So we are treated to the classic montage where they go to a random sunglasses stand and try on various sunglasses. Thank God. Yeah, if you were worried that this travelogue montage, which is a different genre than a makeover montage, wouldn't also be a makeover <laughs> montage, they worked that part in. So that was really nice. So they're uh, in Venice Beach. They're at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They're at Griffith Park. They're outside the Chinese Theater. They're taking photos on a disposable camera. And it's like, 
dude, you're fucking famous. What are you doing with this disposable camera? Well, we do find out later that he really wants to, like, leave no traces of his interaction with her. So maybe it was, like, a burner phone. It's, like, having a disposable. True. Um, um, they get lost on a trail. They're, like, trying to go to a specific part. They're having a really fun day to each other with, with each other. They're just a little flirty. They get lost. And you know that meme that's been circulating as of late being like, I feel like TV and movies have really overset my expectations for my interactions with quicksand. And I haven't, I feel very prepared, but I haven't actually experienced it. And I was like, ha, but then this movie has a quicksand scene in it. Yep. Even though it's not really quicksand, it's just like a puddle. And it was the weird man. And I also noticed that, like, decoms, like, love mud. They love when characters, like, get muddy. It happens a lot. Um, Don't know why. I guess it's, like, when you're trying to, like, write dramatic stakes, knowing that, like, there will be, like, along with the 12-year-olds, there will will be mud. There will be, like, four-year-olds watching. You need to, like, communicate dramatic stakes that, like, an idiot tiny brain of a small child can understand and it's like oh mud is bad i get like i just don't get it because they all kind of or you know like like something sloppy like happening food right. fight yeah something sloppy so they uh drown the car by accident in this quicksand slash mud they like fall in trying to get her bag they get full of mud also, I should note that the song that they're singing along to of his own song that's clearly also her singing something about the sunshine is actually a bop and TBH, I liked it. Yeah, it was really cute. It, it reminded me of something that could have been on one of the Teen Beach movie soundtracks. It totally could have been. It was very nice. Um, so then they need to wash off from all their mud and like, they're fighting about whether or not, like, he has a hard life being a star or not. Uh, but then, like, kind to of quote all the fighting. Bella from Twilight, <laughs> um, all of their mood swings were giving me whiplash. Whoa. Because on one, like, all of a sudden, they're fighting, and she's like, you're not a real person. You don't even understand, like, for the 17th time, you don't even understand what it's like to have a real life. Everything is paid for you. All of a sudden, they're play fighting. They're holding hands. He pulls the, you're so different than every girl I know. I fuck it. I wrote it in quotes because it's so like we the you're not like the other girls, but they have this moment. They find this like beautiful swim place to go swimming. And it's like suddenly, yeah, all the fighting is lifted and gone. And they're like, I feel like when I talk to you, it's like you're the only one that really gets me. And all of these pressures, it's the rooftop scene from High School Musical 1. It's the scene on the rooftop where they, like... kindergarten. It is the, like, kindergarten thing. Yeah. Um, At least I will say, as much as I hate the line, you're so different than every girl I know, he explains it because he's like, you make me see things about myself I don't normally see. So he says it like, you're different because you challenge me, and I like that, not like... You're different because all other girls are horrible. Right. But it was an unnecessary line. Yep. So then at the end of their perfect day, um, 
he accidentally offends her very deeply when he's like, you know, of course this ends here. Nothing can come of this. But he's trying to protect her from the pops. <laughs> the paps, the smears. The paps. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and so she gets really, really mad. They get into a fight because he like wants to take her photos that she took and he's like you don't understand like they're gonna chase you down the paps the smears but and- she sees it as like oh what so because i'm just like an ordinary person you don't want like to be you're seen with me yeah and it's like yes <laughs> um he was being like rude to her but also like i've mentioned now she is a rude and mean person so she didn't take it very well uh, and then they, they get into a fight and they split up, but she's getting photographed as she's, like, running away crying by the smears. Um, at this point, there are lots of loose ends that I'm just going to say, like, aren't fully tied up because we see the sister, like, find out that her the keys in her car are for Christopher Wilde's car. And she's like, oh, my God, ends up, like, at stubby's house somehow but like with no real mention of how she got there and later we're also like never really shown her talking to her grandma being like hey grandma i drowned your car in quicksand yeah it doesn't really come up no it's not like mentioned or like as a scary plot line but yeah they just head home grandma's like love you girls it was nice to see you and then suddenly she's very sad and sullen uh, back home and everyone's yes. like what happened to you in LA and but we also missed when he is like at the rehearsal he's at the studio oh, right. working on his new music I would just like to say I would also like to point out in every movie or TV show where like there is a band doing like a rehearsal like a studio take or there's like a movie being filmed the scene we always are inserted into is them being like Great work, guys. Let's take five. Take a break. <laughs> we're like, no. Yeah. We're inserted into a scene where they're like, great work. One more time. <laughs> like, just always like, Thanks, take guys. Five. Take five. <laughs> right. So the montage of them being apart and her is with him, you know, in the studio, like recording this song cut in between. Yes, which is great. Um, his he, His girlfriend, Chelsea, whatever walks in on him talking to Stubby about how much he liked this girl and how much of a shame it is that she had to go. He's showing him a reel of their photos on his laptop, and it's like, so he digitized them, (laughs) which he thought was a funny touch. Brought them Um, to the copy center. The girlfriend breaks up with him on the spot, but, like, doesn't care. So that was funny. Yeah, and is also like, oh, that's so, why would you want to be with someone who's, like, less famous than me? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Then cut to uh, Jessica leaving her grandma's house. The grandma's like, oh, I don't care about the car. Don't worry. Have a great trip. And I was like, well, that works out. Yep. What I thought was um, the, the funniest part about this movie is when Jessica is back home in Kalamazoo and all over her lawn are the paparazzi and her family is like fighting to get into the house then they all get into the house and the parents are like approach her like 
so subtly and nicely and they're like jessica you have to talk to us what happened in los angeles <laughs> and i was like is this <laughs> is this the first time you asked this question like you've been followed by paparazzi you like you're like you're like littered with them on your house like it's just like and they're and like they're jessica like- tell us what has happened <laughs> Seems like something's up with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first is this when she gives her speech. Uh, oh my god, her Her speech. big speech. So she, so she gives, goes outside to her yeah. lawn and gives the paparazzi a talking to. About, like, they're asking about the nature of her relationship with Christopher Wilde. Do you know Christopher Wilde? She's like, what do you, what, what does it even mean to know someone when they can't even know themselves? Because they're not even a person, they're a celebrity, and you did this to them. Like, you are the worst. You are preventing a perfectly good guy from growing up and having a normal life. You understand what that is like. It's like the best speech ever. And you think that a Disney Channel star would do a much better job delivering that scene, considering that's fully what the Disney machine does to them. Just look at Orlando Brown. Oh, bringing it back to the sadness. Uh, So she gives this speech, and then the paps are um, framing her like she made it up. So, like, yes. the TV coverage is like, look at this crazy girl trying to get attention, pretending like she knows Christopher Wilde. Yeah, and when he's questioned about it by the paps, he doesn't do a great job. Uh, he gives an exclusive yeah. interview to Tony Trucks or whatever her name is. <laughs> to Tony Topaz. Um, and he's like, I don't know her. I've never met her. She was a fan. Shame I didn't get to meet her. Sorry, Jessica. And she's like watching it on TV, teary eyed. But it's also very like that feels karmic for how shitty she was to him the entire time as he does the coldest thing ever. And then all of a sudden, um, uh, we cut to Christopher Wilde talking to Stubby on a couch. And he's like, yeah, I just like had to do it. Uh, I didn't have a choice. I had to give that interview. And then Stubby gets up dramatically. And Christopher's like, where are you going? And Stubby's like, to find my best friend. Because he is not the guy sitting here now. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to say that to somebody one day. It's weird how often that comes up as like a line in things. As if that's like, that's such a weird. Okay, like, where is my best friend? And what have you done with them? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he fires his parents as his managers and he's like, I just want my parents. And, uh, he quits the movie that they had worked so hard to get for him. Yeah. Cause the director, like when he was like, who is this Jessica? I can't put you in a movie if you're just like seeing a random girl named Jessica. And it's like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this, but okay. Um, so meanwhile, there is a school dance coming up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Jessica and her sister are attending, but Jessica is very sad. Classic sad girl before the dance because Mm -hmm. she doesn't have anything going for her. Her sister decides to be nice and invite her to the dance with her and her friends and says, here, let's make you pretty enough to be my sister. I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, Also, like, the older sister isn't that pretty yeah 
Um, but yeah, so she, the older sister lets the younger sister go to the school dance. Uh, technically so is like free admission for all students. Um, and so they get there and who shows up? On stage with a full band ready to perform Christopher Wilde in moonlight lighting and TBH I swooned when he was like, Jessica Olsen, there's some things I forgot to tell you back in L.A. And I was like, oh, man, here we go. So he proves to at least her whole school in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that she's not a crazy girl who made this up. Yeah, so he performs her song, and she's like, what? You think that just coming here and performing a song for me is going to make it better? Because guess what? It's not, because she's a rude and mean person. Um, And he's like, yeah, I did think that. And I was like, that would be good enough for me, at least as a start. (laughs) Like, is it not? Like, I know that there are other issues that you guys can talk about, but like, just the fact that he showed up and did that, like, if it was me, I would be like, okay, we can chat now. It's enough for me if someone buys me one beer. That's, like, the <laughs> kindest gesture a boy has ever done for me. And it hasn't happened that many times. So, I like... It's a thing that, like, a lot of people do anymore. No, people really don't. Yeah. I want people to buy me some, like, j- like loose assorted beverages and foods. That's all I really want. But that aside. Listeners, you heard her. Send us money. <laughs> We're starting our Patreon, and it's exclusively to buy me food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have their conversation. Um and everyone just all of a sudden leaves him alone even though he's the most famous boy on the planet like he's clearly trying to be like a justin bieber kind of thing because he has the exact same hair as jb did in 2010 um and then because it's a decom we get like a couple of almost kisses but they're interrupted and then it result the resolution is he asks her out (laughs) so he's like so will you go out with me she's like sure and I love that's, that that's what we've built up to this the whole time, even though they went on multiple dates together already. Yeah, I love how, like, anyone's favorite part of, like, a story is, like, people planning, making plans and arrangements for the actual story. That's <laughs> the best part. Yeah, and then they don't show us how the entire conflict of this plot was resolved, which is the paparazzi in her life. Like, it's like, now if you're dating, A, are y'all going to do long distance Kalamazoo to L.A.? Because, like, if you move to L.A., that'd be dramatic. And then you're going to be, if you were riddled with paparazzi before, like, you're getting smashed by paparazzi now. And that is just not addressed. And it seems like everything's resolved because she has the boy. But it seems like everything gets worse. (laughs) Yeah, and that's where it leaves us. The end. The end. What is your rating for this film? I thought it was, like, actually totally fine. I think this boy's creepy. I don't love him. But I loved her less. So (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it, like, um, three Tony trucks out of five. Okay, my problem with this movie is that 
it's so bad and the acting i mean sterling knight's acting is actually fine just Um, in comparison to her and her sister like right but i also saw him in 17 again and i know what he's capable of okay maybe that's like not fair because we're just like looking at this no it's okay we don't have hard and fast rules about like outside information okay well anyway i the acting is so bad the script is genuinely they didn't even try Uh uh-uh it's like so formula just like insert 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 like stuff and there's so much expository dialogue it's like well we have been best friends since kindergarten and you do have this big thing coming up and you are the most famous boy in hollywood like the lines are so bad having said that i really enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) there like i watched this when it premiered on family channel in 2010 just like perchance. And there was a separate time where I want to say 2013, 2014, I was painting my nails and I was perusing Netflix for something to watch. And I saw Starstruck and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Starstruck again. So you've now made it a tradition of watching Starstruck every four years. Right. <laughs> so it's great. And I think about it sometimes. Like, if I were to think about DCOMs, like, Starstruck comes up in my brain. But that's just because this is the kind of shit I love. Like, I love these horrible fantasy pieces where it's like, you are the girlfriend of a famous man and you're just a regular girl. And so there's a catchy soundtrack. Like, I just love that shit. And it's so bad. All of this is to say that I don't know what to rate it. I'm probably going to rate it <laughs> 3.3 3, um, songs about living a double life or being <laughs> famous out of five. I love it. He looks like Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> Just hit me. He does kind of look like her. No, but you bring up a good... Him. No, the hair's not great, uh, but it was of the time. And yeah, you bring up a good point, which is that, like, yes, we do this for the money. Yes, we do this for the fame. Is it hard for us to lead a double life being so podcast famous? Of course. But most importantly, we do it for the love of the game. Like, this is a genre that is enjoyable for us to watch. I just had a good time. I don't know. It was just a good time. Sometimes that's enough. As a rating, I'm rating at 3.3 because it doesn't even deserve that. But, like, <laughs> I actually liked it more than that. So. um, Yeah, sometimes I feel like we're rating things, like, based on what we should be doing and not, like, following our heart. And Starstruck is an example of that. Do we have any games? Um, I guess I, guess I could, like name because i still have this imdb page open i could give you actor names and you could tell me which characters you think they played oh please okay um cool let's do it um beth little ford (laughs) (laughs) i think that beth little ford is jessica's sister's shitty best friend you would be 
Wrong. That's a great guess. It's the mom. Oh, shame. Okay, one more. Okay, this one will be pretty easy. Sun Krish Bala. <laughs> Is that the full name? Yeah, Sun Krish Bala. The doctor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's do one more. Okay. Um. <laughs> Who was the, oh, that's kind of a cool name. Okay. Uh Hugh Dane. Oh. I think Hugh Dane was the director of the movie. Hugh Dane was the grandma's boyfriend. Okay. So I got one of three right. Shame. Um I really want to close this episode with a Hannah Montana song, like because she only sings about her double life and i'm really excited to choose one um if you have any thoughts about this episode or any requests or comments or you need advice about your life uh, feel free to email us at decomgroupies at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at decom groupies and that's a wrap hollywood (laughs) (laughs) what's like a hollywood justin bieber exit (laughs) all right that's a wrap take five good take take. five everybody take five (laughs) take five take five okay bye bye